Welcome Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Wednesday, February 28th, actively coming to a close on the month of February, which is wild. It feels like this the year just started. March Madness is going to be here like really soon. Conference tournaments. Some of the smaller conference tournaments of college basketball start next week. Like, like this coming week. That's crazy. I'm trying to think of which ones, like, like, like Gonzaga's conference tournament. That starts like their last game of the regular season is Saturday. St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That's the last game of the regular season for them. And then their conference tournament starts a couple. That's not even a smaller conference. It is a smaller conference. I mean, just really good teams in a smaller conference. That is a very small conference. But anyway, I, today we are going to be talking about, we're going to be previewing some college basketball stuff this weekend, obviously. We'll talk about maybe one or two of the college basketball games that have happened the past couple of days. We're also going to talk, the NFL Combine starts tomorrow. We'll discuss that a little bit. I personally don't really care about the NFL Combine that much. So, I mean, if you guys have something you care about, we could talk about a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll mention it in passing at least. <laughs> Before we get into any of that, I'm going to ask you guys, it's probably a three-part question. Okay. Let's say you're a sports official, like like a referee type of guy. Okay. What I, three parts? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it one part at a time. Number one, what sport do you think you would officiate the best? As far if you were if you were in the professional league, like the top league in the world, which sport do you think you would do the best in? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. Why is that, Tanner? Because you know I got that tight strike. You do have a really tight. No, strike. I got that. I got that MLB strike. <laughs> Tanner calls with a. A, a major league strike zone on in little league games. I'm okay. making them throw strikes. Nobody bro. can hit his, his strikes. I'm making them throw strikes. 18 walks every two wins. I'm making them throw strikes, bro. Okay. But have Eric screaming at me. I mean, the fact that you said the professional level, honestly, zero of them. Because I was going to say basketball, but I wouldn't be able to officiate in the NBA. Like, I would get kicked out of the league so fast. I think I would. Be, but basketball would be the only sport that I would actually feel comfortable officiating like knowing almost all the rules okay got it okay uh, me goes without saying probably it's probably football okay but next part tanner all including like okay so sports do you actually know okay so don't give me an answer like cricket okay, okay. what sport do you think you would be the worst at as far as one that you actually understand the general philosophy and how the game works water polo tanner Okay. I don't understand the generosity of water polo. But what what do you think you'd be the worst at? Gosh, that's tough. Soccer. Okay. Soccer. Why? Because you I just don't know the rules enough. I just I don't know the rules. I don't know positioning. I don't know any I don't know any of that stuff. Okay. Like it's fun to watch, like it's fun to watch, but would pretty much just throw yellow cards at everybody because I wouldn't know what's going on. So I would give a lot of yellow cards in soccer. And the reason may be a little different than what you think. It would be because of flopping or what they yeah. call in soccer. They call it diving. And you actually can give yellow cards for diving. Yeah. I would give those things out all freaking time, dude. Yeah. Everybody would have yellow cards. Because if somebody falls on the ground, they're acting like they just tore their ACL every single time. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, it would probably be soccer. Okay, that's fair. But you, Ben? Mine is a little bit more exciting sport than soccer, and it is UCF. I feel like I would be terrible as like a UCF, like okay. like the guy in the middle that has to control the fight and make sure there's no illegal shots. Are you talking about or UFC? Like, yeah. Wow. You said UCF, bro. I didn't even. I was that. so confused for a second. UFC. I was like, "What are you talking UFC. about?" UFC. Wow. <laughs> I know what U- ultimate champion fighting. I, <laughs> I know it's you. I know it's UFC guys. Okay. I was just looking at college basketball stuff, and UCF got stuck in my head. Gosh, that's so fun. The <clears throat> wow, now I can I'm completely lost. It would be hard, but yeah, I would be terrible at knowing like what classifies as illegal shots, knowing when to step in and stop the fight. Like yeah. that, that, those guys don't get enough credit. They do a great job of keeping people as safe as possible. And you have getting- like UFC, it's not really a lot. Like if somebody's like dying or not, you can pretty much tell if somebody's like knocked out. And then, like, obviously, there's no nut shots, anything like that, like eye poking, stuff like that. Everything else, like, literally, at least to my knowledge, you can do. Like, 
Yeah, there's a, yeah, lot, like, a lot of different fighting styles. But that's why I did, that's why I didn't say boxing because is there even a guy in the ring in boxing? Yeah, yeah, there's a ref- he doesn't do jack crap. He just makes. Do you not remember seeing the referee? He's for- like when somebody gets knocked down, he steps in and does. Hey, oh yeah, he count he counts the ten. Sorry, well, he also steps in to make sure the other guy doesn't keep him yeah. when he's already down. But boxing and, and in the UFC, once you get somebody down, you can keep going at them. Yeah, like you that you, that's why I feel like it'd be harder than the UFC. It would just be like, just because a guy's down on his back and getting the crap beat out of him, like when do I step in and stop it, or when do I not? Like because if I call it too early, the guy that's getting the crap beat out of him, even though he's getting the crap beat out of him, he's still gonna be mad at me, and then the other guy's gonna be mad that he didn't get to take all of his anger out. I'm, I would just be getting yelled at the whole time. It would be tough. That is a good answer. I probably would have said that too if it weren't for the fact that, like, I don't fully understand exactly how it works. To be honest with you, I don't understand you UFC very well. So I'm gonna tell you stuff that I I actually somewhat understand. Soccer is a good it's a good answer, but I'm trying to come up with something different. Hockey, hockey. Yeah, that's a really good one. I, I would be terrible at hockey. I don't understand because sometimes in hockey, dude. You can absolutely blow people up and destroy them, and it's completely legal. And then there's other times that it's illegal, and you go in the penalty box. I don't, I don't understand when is it fine and when is it not okay. I don't, so I don't know. You can't like if you're hitting somebody, like if you're hitting somebody in like the open, you can't just know. Okay, you have to have the puck. So like, say Ben has the puck and he just gets rid of it, but I'm already charging toward him and I hit him. That's legal. But like, if you have the puck the entire time, Ben is sort of kind of in the play, but not really involved. And I just truck him. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay. Like if you're like battling, like if you have your back turned and you're like battling, like on the boards to try to get the puck and I come in and just like clean you, that's boarding. You can't do that. Okay. So like, obviously you can't take your stick and like hit people with it. That slashing. Yeah. Like obviously anytime that you drop your gloves and actually chase fight, that's a five minute major penalty for fighting. Okay. I do want to ask this about that. (laughs) Why do guys willingly do that? Where they know they're able to... Honestly, there's some... So, legitimately, there's some players on the team that are known as the enforcer. So, like, they're they're pretty much the ones that, like, if a fight needs to happen, they're going to be the one to drop their glove. Why does a fight need to happen? Just if it's getting edgy, they substitute those guys in. Those guys drop their gloves and go knock the crap out of the other team, and okay. then they have to I sit mean, out. A lo- sometimes it's a momentum thing. Sometimes That's it's a. To me. Sometimes it's a momentum thing. Sometimes, like there was one game. I don't remember which game it was. Right when the putt dropped, they must have like had the conversation before the putt <laughs> dropped. Right when the opening puck dropped, dude, I think it was either the left wingers or the right wingers, both dropped their gloves and just went at it, like, right when the game started. So, like, a lot of it's just, like, whether it's momentum or things of that nature, or, like, games do get chippy for, like, hitting and stuff like that, because, like, you know, there are some hits, like, in that case where, like, the opposing team may think it was a dirty hit, something of that nature, and, like, the enforcer, like, if you get too close... If you get too close to, like, captains or goalies or something like that, that's where most of your fights happen. Like, teams trying to protect. Pretty, It would pretty much be, like, it would pretty much be, like, somebody in football trying to fight or, like, a dirty hit or something on, like, Patrick Mahomes or, like, your star quarterback. Like, you're going to step up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. And, like, an offensive lineman stepping up. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so now I got those two parts out of the way. Third part, what sport? And this is this can be included in sports like that you actually don't, have no idea how they work. What sport do you think would be the most enjoyable, fun experience? Like just like even if you don't know anything about it right now, like that you would be interested to learn to be taught how to officiate just for the entertainment value for yourself. What sport? I honestly think I have the same answer as you, and I'm, you're probably going to be disappointed in this. I think it'd be awesome to do lacrosse. Okay. I think that would be so much fun. I have no clue how lacrosse works at all, but I feel like that'd be so fun to watch. I'm saying officiate. Are we considering? Yeah, I know. They, they have a okay. Right. I don't know what they do, but I know they're there. Okay. Why, why do you think that sport would be entertaining to officiate? Honestly, I just, like, 
I know nothing about lacrosse, but every every now and then a lacrosse thing will come across my like scrolling, and I'll I'll just sit there and watch it, and it's pretty entertaining. I've never actually watched a game of lacrosse, a full game of it, hmm. but the little rules that I come across just seem cool. So interesting. Okay, you definitely didn't steal mine. I was not going to go there at all. All right, Tanner, how about you? Oh, for me, it would be hockey. Like I know the rules for the most part, but I know there's some stuff like I don't know yet. And to me, it would be so much fun because you are literally like, it's pretty much the most electric sport for the, it's pretty much the most electric sport, all things considered, because you're so close. Like I've honestly been told by people that have been to like every major sporting event that going to a hockey game crushes any major sporting event. we need we need to go to a hockey game man. that would be I, sick we we really should i would like to <laughs> yeah. go to a hockey game but natural predators it would now, be- it's not cheap by the way like like mm. it's cheaper than an nfl game but just because like i because it's hockey like i anticipated it being like pretty cheap it wasn't i, I looked into tickets to carolina hurricanes game a couple years ago and like just like medium seats not even like really good seats just medium seats for like a hundred bucks each mm-hmm. and i was i was shocked well you gotta think you gotta think too i mean there's really not a bad seat yeah there's that. not like there's You're not right. man because like yeah. even from a like even from a basketball standpoint like a lot of your your hockey games are played in the exact same arenas as your basketball game right the ice is like i'm not gonna say it's double the size but it's pretty marginal over the yeah. basketball so with the seats that you're losing and everything of that nature like you kind of have to price them a little higher because of all the seats you're losing up close and you're right they're good seats. so yeah, yeah like there's right. really not a negative seat in the house for a hockey game didn't yeah. they do a hockey game in their a baseball field last year oh, oh they, they, do, they did it every you know classic yeah. they just they just done it at midway maybe they do it at Fenway a lot i don't know if they did it this they year. just had to win a classic the islanders played in it yeah, they do it multiple times a year. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's a really cool atmosphere when they yeah. do that yeah. too. Yeah, my sport that I would just love to learn how to be an official would be rugby. I thought you were going to say oh. rugby, dude. Every time I see the, wasn't even thinking about rugby. Bro. Every time I see it on TV, I want I I so badly want to understand what is going on. Like I, it looks crazy and entertaining. And I went and I watch it and I try so hard to understand it and I can't figure it out. Like, I try so hard, man. I will watch it for like an hour sometimes trying to figure out what is happening. And I, I understand when something is really good and when something is really bad, but I don't understand what leads to things and how things work or when you're allowed to do this or when you're allowed. Sometimes they just kick it down the field and then they grab it again. The same guy that kicked it. And then, and then I, whenever they do that, I'm thinking to myself, why didn't he just run the whole time? Why did he kick it down the field and then go grab it again? Why didn't he just, just keep running? Tackle hurts, but he could have got tackled either way. I, I, I don't understand. See, that, that's the type of part. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. And then sometimes, like, it makes sense to lateral it to a guy, and they don't lateral it. And, and then sometimes they just get absolutely blown up, and they don't lateral it. And like, why did they not lateral it? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get anything. And sometimes they kick it through these like post, like field goal post things in the end zones. I, you probably don't call them end zones, but those kind of things. And sometimes they don't. I don't understand. And when they kick it through, the people celebrate like it's a bigger deal than if they ran it in. So maybe you get more points for kicking it through than running it in. I don't know. I don't understand anything, but I want to. I want to understand. Brandon's passion for rugby right now, bro, is it's crazy. His passion for rugby, bro. I've never heard someone say that for sure. Those dudes are insane. Oh my gosh, dude. The running full fo- How do they not get a broken collarbone every time they hit each other? I, I don't understand. That's it. They don't get a concussion. Yeah, concussions too. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. They are They are absolutely nuts, dude. 100% nuts. All right. I got a question. Which, which sport do you think you would like to coach the best as far as like knowledge and understanding of the sport? Which one do you think that like I would be the best at? Yeah. And, and your one. What level are we talking about? Professional level or high? It, it can be college or professional. So not, not high school. school. Yeah. Okay. College, college or professional. professional. Okay. Man, like I feel like an obvious answer for me would be, would be football, but. I feel like I've got a really good understanding of college basketball, man. But 
the only reason why I can't do baseball is I don't know enough about pitching. <clears throat> I, I don't know enough about pitching for me to actually be like a good baseball coach. I would need like an, a really good pitching coach to help me. So I probably can't say baseball. I probably just going to have to say football. I, I would have to say football. And I think I would be better at NFL than I would college just because the the preparation time and, and just the way you go about doing things in the NFL is differently. So I, I feel like that's kind of a boring answer for me. But college basketball is closer than you probably think it is. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, that's tough for me. What sport do you feel like you have the most understanding of? Mm. Golf. I uh, see. I was thinking that. You, I'm re- golf. Legitimately, I really was. Like, I was really thinking that. But like, I love golf, and I know a good portion about it. But you could be like a caddy. I guess a caddy counts as a coach. I mean, uh, like, I couldn't. I couldn't be a caddy. That gives those ca- no, no. Those ca- uh, okay. I'm gonna say this right now. Okay. Those caddies, bro. You guys don't understand. I don't think you all understand how smart these caddies truly are. Like, they're getting, like, the yardages that they're able to pinpoint. They're so in-depth, literally with some shots. They're taking into account the spinning of the earth, like, on its... Like, they're going that in-depth themselves, bro. Like, these caddies, bro, are so... I could not be a caddy. I couldn't. Because I'm not smart enough to be a caddy. So, I'm putting that out there. Right now, because these dudes that can do that on like that level, I I could not do that. Wow! Like maybe like if I could do golf if it was like high school level or something like that. Okay. I don't think I could. I I couldn't do college level. The only sport that I feel like we, I could coach, we could throw high school in there. If yeah, you really want to. The only sport that I feel like I could coach on a professional level. I'm trying to be realistic, man. I would say baseball. If we're being uh, realistic, none of us can coach yeah, at the No, no, I'm tra- no, I'm being realistic in the aspect of like which one I have the most knowledge about. Right. You know, okay. I would probably say baseball, honestly. Okay. Because like I pretty much play every position. I've got a good, I've got pretty good knowledge of everything. I pitched. I was a cat. I was a pitcher. I was a catcher. I played infield. I played outfield. I played literally every position. My bat was just the only thing that I struggled with, but I had nothing was getting by me, bro. Like right. I, I would, I'm very confident in saying, and I'm not saying this from like, I'm not saying this from an arrogant point of view, but like I legitimately think I had the best love on any of the teams I played on. Like nothing was getting past. Me. That's fair. But my bat was where I struggled. Same. So yeah, any all three the same at baseball. If you were. Th- if you were throwing in high school, by the way, high school football would 100% be my answer for me. Not only do I think I could think that would be my best, I legitimately think I would be a great high school football coach right now. See, really, I think I would could be like an elite high school. Offensive. All the knowledge that I have about football, especially high, especially with the rules and stuff, I can bend stuff more than any high school coach I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, could, I could bend the rules a lot in high school football. I would know exactly what to do. For I, me, it would be like, I thought about football. But for me, if I was going to do something coaching in football, I would have to be like an offensive coordinator or something like that because I don't know enough about defenses to really be a head coach or like defensive. I would have to be an offensive coordinator. If you because I do feel like I have a lot of like offensive knowledge. Like I feel like I would be really, really good. If you ever get like an actual like for whatever reason, if you have like random free time where you can actually look into the philosophies of how to run defenses mm-hmm. and like different kind of defensive schemes. That stuff's fun, dude. Yeah. Defensive scheming is yeah. fun. That is very interesting stuff. All right, Ben, what about you? All right. I'm going to do my college or professional one first since you all did, but mine would probably be college basketball just simply because you guys I, are boring. Y'all are literally picking the same thing. You know, I'm a little brother. He didn't even pick college basketball. Yeah, I didn't pick it. I thought about it. Yeah, he picked NFL. And then, but for me, it'd be college basketball just because I know the most about basketball out of any sport by far. And I would say NBA, but NBA is a completely different game, which we don't have time to get into that discussion again. But NBA is not basketball. It's it's something completely different. So for me, it'd probably be college basketball. If you're throwing in high school, I would love to be a high school basketball coach. I I think that'd be so much fun. And being able to like shape kids 
like in high school and have an impact on their actual life as well and teach them the game of yeah. basketball. Like, I feel like that'd be so much fun. Like, my middle school basketball coach still has an impact, and, like, we still talk to, on a daily basis. Even though I was on the team, I never played, but he was just such a good guy, and he was a fairly good coach, and we still talk every now and then. But, like, you can have actual impact on people's life in high school. Yeah, sure. So. By the way, I do want to mention one more thing that you were you just mentioned real quick there uh, about the nba being a different sport altogether than basketball it that is another example of the players getting so good that they ruin the game like the the nba players have gotten so good that they're shooting so well that the defense has to be so spread out and there's so much empty space in the middle of the floor that it's impossible to play defense yeah it's not even that the defense has gotten bad in the nba it's not possible to play defense. Well, they did also make rule changes to help the offense, which now... They need to do that. Yeah. Apparently, right. they're looking into taking some of those rules back. They need and to. It's, but it's still... It, it won't help. The players are still too good. Yeah. They're That's, just too good. They're also looking into expanding the three-point line, apparently. That'll help. No, it, actually, it really won't, because it'll spread the defense out even more. Yeah. It's gonna, probably going to make it even harder, if we're being honest. Like college, here's the thing: college basketball. I know, I understand the players aren't as good as they are in the NBA. Duh. But it's actually easier to play defense with a smaller three point line than it is with a bigger three point line. Yeah. Everything's more compact. If you spread the three point line out, that means they practice shooting from further out, and they're going to get pretty much as good at that shot as they. I would. was locked down in elementary school, bro. I know nobody shot three pointers in elementary school, but what they do now. I was locked down in elementary school, bro. Nowadays, everybody shoots three-pointers in elementary school because of Steph Curry, but back then, nobody did. But yeah, I've, have you seen the video of the, not trying to cut you off, have you seen the video of the high school basketball game? Five straight possessions, bro. Yeah. Like, the, the inbound half-court three. Yeah. Come down half-court three. Five straight possessions. I didn't even know if that was high school. That might have been middle school. I know, what you're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. But the caption literally said, Steph Curry has ruined basketball. I don't think you can say that ruined basketball. I, I think that's still interesting, but yeah, it's still a dumb shot. Oh, 100%. Okay, and if we're being 100% honest, that was LaMelo that did that. Those kids were doing that because of LaMelo. They weren't doing yeah. it in step. LaMelo was the one that just started chucking up from half court, okay? <laughs> that, that when it, LaMelo in high school was some of the just craziest stuff I've ever seen, dude. Just, it was fun to watch, but it was also just... it was not basketball either. It was fun to watch, but it wasn't basketball. But what happened I, with, with the NBA players getting too good for the NBA is very similar with what happened at Fortnite. With like players just got so good at Fortnite that it ruined the game. Like it's like the same thing. NBA Fortnite players got so good that it, the game was perfect. It was a perfect game. And the players just got so good at ruining the game. Are you are you saying that the NBA should just go back to OG and just eliminate the three point line? Is that what you're saying? That would be entertaining. Actually, I, I think that would be fun. That would be so much fun. <laughs> that would be really interesting. NBA, go back to OG. Because the end season tournament, no three-point line. Because people like Steph Curry would still take their jump shot. Yeah, they would still take yeah, it. Yeah, because if you're open like and you're going to make it, still take your shot. But then the defense could be more concerned about still playing in. It would fix it. <laughs> it would be interesting. It would be interesting. I don't know if it would fix it. I think it would be, it. there would be other issues that arise from that, but it would be interesting. Bring the big man back in the NBA. Bring him back. The big man would matter in that situation for sure. Okay. Now, let's. the NFL Combine is, starts tomorrow. So I want to ask you guys, are there any events or parts of the NFL Combine that you actually like like to pay attention to and that you think is actually worth paying attention to? It actually means something. Or what do you think, Tanner? To be honest, not really. Nothing. Because like, no, man. Because like, the forty yard dash, the forty yard dash is maybe one of the stupidest things they do in the combine. <laughs> like, it, like I get it. It's good to have like your forty yard dash time, but you're not wearing pads. You're not running right. Like, true. It's it's stupid, man. Like I don't understand it. Maybe I would pay a little more attention to it if they would make them start wearing pads. Because it would be a little more realistic, but like, 
the quarterback drills, you know, fantastic. There's literally high schoolers that can that can literally make some of these throws yeah. because there's no pressure whatsoever. True. Like I just the receiver drills and stuff like that. Like the I, I literally think I could go out there and run some of, and do some of those drills that, that yeah. they do. Like and I'm not look, I'm not discounting these guys' talent. I'm not trying to do that because you're just saying it's these guys in a real game situation, bro, they would make me look stupid okay i would be trending literally oh all but, like that would be really it'd be I, really funny to see i would be i would be trending legitimately but like the combine it, it just it blows my mind in my opinion the thing that is more the interviewing and the getting to know the players you're looking at drafting is more important than the performance in the combine in my personal opinion. I, I agree with that yeah i agree but, with that. yeah what about is there any any events that you like to pay attention to a bit? I like to know the forty yard dash times. I don't actually think it means anything at all, but I just like to keep up with it simply because I've played Madden a lot. So knowing their actual forty yard dash can relate to you can pretty much estimate what their speed is going to be in Madden, and then but I'm just so keeping up with the speed rating i guess and what athletic freaks like because it seems like every year now there's some kind of new record set by either a defensive lineman or like a quarterback or one of those types of positions it's like this dude is an absolute freak like look at his height weight speed like it's just insane so it's not even all about necessarily the speed of the 40 yard dash it's the physical specimens that are cool so like the the how much they weigh with how tall they are moving that quickly. I find that fascinating. I don't actually think it relates that much to the football side of it, but I just like knowing how, I guess, athletic they are pretty much. So, I have one part of the combine that I think is actually worthwhile and that I, that I find fascinating and that I think is important. And it's the three cone drill. I, I like the three cone drill. And specifically for like four positions, like running back, wide receiver, and like defensive backs. The three cone drill for those, I won't, I don't really care what your top end speed is. I want to know how explosive you are getting in and out of cuts. That's what I want to know. Right. So that's, I, I do think the three cone drill is important. Like Tanner was saying, they're not in pads, but I do think that that still translates. See, I, I think your explosiveness translates. I can get, I can give you that. But one of the things with the combine, and to be honest, man, like one of the reasons that I'm okay with players deciding not to do the combine, like Chase Young didn't do the combine, my Marvin Harrison Jr. is not doing the combine, like all of that. One reason that I'm okay with all of these guys not doing the combine is you're spending all of this time training specifically for the combine, yep. like for things that you're not going to turn around and use when you're in the actual NFL in-game situations. Yeah. It's going to be more beneficial for you to use that time and get with trainers that can help you prepare for the actual NFL. You know? Like, I, I just... But that's that's my personal opinion. I think Good that's point. fair. Yeah, I think it's fair. I'm personally not as high on Marvin Harrison as everyone else is, but... Yeah, that's, for, that's a discussion. Also... I'm panicking right now, okay? Because well, we can we can talk about this later, but there have been multiple multiple mock drafts that I've seen. Well, not multiple, maybe at least two or three different mock Rock drafts. No, no, that have. And I, I, I'm trying to get myself excited about this. Like I really, y'all probably already know what I'm saying. I'm trying to get myself excited. They're going to take an offensive lineman, bro. Yeah. No, no. But the thing is, okay, Joe Alt. And I can't pronounce his name, but you guys know who I'm talking about, right? No. The other left ta- the other left tackle. Is Joe Alt the one from Notre Dame? Joe Alt's the one from Notre Dame. Okay. And then there's another guy, but I cannot pronounce his name. I don't remember. I knew that other did, two um, good ones. What is his name? Anyway, yeah. both of them are off the board in a couple of mock drafts. Apparently, one has the Chargers taking the left tackle, and the other has one has most of the ones that I've said has Joe Alt going to the Chargers. And then the pick right after them, maybe the Giants. It's not the Giants, but the Jets. I can't remember. Uh, Somebody, there's a team that picks right after 
that picks right after uh, the the Chargers that are also taking the other left tackle, and I can't remember his name. So every mock draft that that happens has us taking a doomsday. I don't and, think that's going to happen, man. Because look, those offensive linemen, somebody's going to trade up for one of those receivers or even quarterbacks if they're if those if one of those quarterbacks are still on the board. People are going to trade up and get those guys. And I I don't see any way both what's what what pick to the Titans have eight. seven oh I thought it was eight. dude you're getting one of those offensive yeah. linemen I said I've seen five mock drafts and the Titans get Joe Ol on every single one of them you you're gonna get one I ho- I really hope so Olaf Ashanu that's the other left tackle Olaf Ashanu is he from Penn State Olaf Ashanu is from hang on Penn, yeah from Penn State okay. so they've got. Let me see. Dude, you're going to get one of those guys. Man, I, I, I know. I, re- I want them because, like, it's literally either Joe Wall or Olaf Ashanu. Every other actual tackle, we can take, like, second round. Yeah. Like, first round. Like, they're the only ones that are worth a top 10 pick. And the Titans need that worse than a receiver. I'm sorry. You're right. Like, would I like a Dunze or somebody like that? Of course I know. Okay. I do like to say you're. Or dude, who's you're, the dude from LSU? Malik Neighbors. Yeah, Malik Neighbors. Like, would I like one of them? Yeah, but, but I do, we need I do a left tackle. Your, your new head coach is used to working with a really bad offensive line. He's used to that. But yeah, but yeah. I, I do think that the offensive I'm line... I'm also is not trying to take years off of Will Levis's life like Joe Burrow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, but yeah, that that's kind of... I'm not going to lie. That's something that I'm really paying attention to and actually kind of has me nervous. Okay, this next part I wasn't planning on bringing up, but it just popped up on my phone, so might as well bring it up. Heard that. So this is from Sleeper. Jets players believe that wide receiver Miko Hardman had been leaking their game plans to opposing teams, namely against the Chiefs and the Eagles. What do you guys say about that? I don't. This is the first I've heard about that. Actually, yeah, um, first I've heard about it too. It, I I believe it. It clearly didn't affect their season. So. I mean, why do you think that? I mean, they yeah. lost. They they would have lost anyways. The Chiefs game? Do you remember the Chiefs game? I do remember the Chiefs game. But, but according to this guy, Zach Wilson lost that game. For them, so. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I feel like I probably... Michael Hardman was, was being a jerk all year long to the Jets. So I kind of believe this. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I kind of believe it. When you, so you don't believe it then? No. Uh, you don't believe it at all? No. Tanner, what about you? I'm not going to say I don't believe it, but it's very hard for me to believe. I'm I'm the kind of person that, like, I want to know, like, why. You know, like, what, even even looking at, like, even hearing that, like, why why would he do that? Like, what, Cause like, he was maybe the, is there something I don't know? Like, is there, well, I, where does something like that come from? And, I, like... I don't think would he do something like that. I don't know all the details, but I do know that they were... Miko Harbin was having problems with Nathaniel Hackett. He was having problems with Aaron Rodgers. He was having problems with Zach Wilson. He was having problems with... What's the head coach's name? Robert Sala. Ro- Robert Sala. Robert Sala. He was, having, he was having problems with literally everybody important on the Jets. He was literally... Everybody was having problems with him, and he, he was having problems with everybody else. He just couldn't get along with anybody. So it seems like he was just pissed off all the time. So I don't know. I don't know. And eventually, it led to him being released by the Jets and then picked up. Or was he traded or was he released? To go or to go. I think he was traded. Okay. Eventually, they finally got rid of him. But he was being a problem for that most of most of the season, which is interesting. But I kind of believe it. But at the end of the day, it's really not that big of a deal. The Jets were not going to have a great season anyway. But it, it is fascinating to think about. Okay, let's move on. College basketball. In case anybody missed it. Yes, last night we had a hero that prevented another unreasonable course storming. Okay. So in case you missed it, Kentucky plays at Mississippi State last night. Mississippi State. Ben, did you get to watch this game? I saw the highlights. I didn't get to see the whole game, but I, I watched the full game highlights. So I, I saw all the imports. Okay. I do. I just want to say this before I get into anything else. Mississippi State played a perfect basketball game. Yeah. They played out of their freaking minds, dude. What was that dude's name? The little tiny point guard? 
man, Hall or Hart or I, Holland I, or something like. That. No, it was a one syllable last name. But oh, let me look at it real quick. He, uh, it, it's worth looking up because he. That dude. It wasn't just him, by the way. Their whole yeah, team, their whole team was playing good, was, but specifically him. He it, they were playing out of their mind. His name was Josh Hubbard. Yeah, Josh Hubbard. I was, I was it was not a one syllable last name, but yeah, Josh Hubbard. Literally would just sprint up to the three-point line, whether sprinting straight at the three-point line or to the side, and literally just taking shots while moving full speed to one side or the other. And it was just draining everything. Every single... And Tanner, you've been you've noticed it all year. It was, again, the same. When people play against Kentucky, they make every shot. I have no sympathy for you now. I'm just letting you... Okay, okay. Well, come on now. It's not like Alabama wasn't shooting well that game. I have no sympathy for you. Lord have mercy. Anyway, you have lost this, my this game with Mississippi State took it to another level, dude. It t- they took it to a whole other level. They played, they took about 40 terrible, really, really bad shots. And out of those, out of those 40 terrible shots, they made like 35 of them. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely insane. In absolute insanity. You know what, Brandon? What goes around comes around. And Kentucky still won the game. Let me put, map, map this out for you. With a minute to go in the game, Kentucky was winning by like nine points. Okay. Get fouled. Also, dumb foul by Onyenso. Yeah, that one was dumb. But anyway, Kentucky gets fouled, makes most free throws. Mississippi State sprints down the court, sprinting three-pointer, drained. Okay, 50 seconds to go. Inbound to the ball, get fouled. Kentucky steps up to the free throw line, makes both free throws. All right. Mississippi State sprints down the court, sprinting three-pointer, drained. Okay. Inbound the ball, Kentucky gets fouled, shoots a couple free throws, makes both free throws. Okay, 40 seconds to go. Mississippi State sprints down the court, sprinting three-pointer, drained. Driving layup and... Yeah, maybe that was the driving layup and one. Makes the free throw. Okay, Kentucky inbounds the ball. This time, Kentucky makes a really bad turnover for some reason. Just throws it down the court. I don't know why. Mississippi State sprints down the court, sprinting three-pointer, drained. All of a sudden, we're in like a a three-point ball game. Kentucky gets fouled on the next possession. Both free throws made. The Kentucky made every single free throw during this entire stretch, by the way. Now it's a five-point game. Mississippi State sprinting down the court. Drained three-pointer. At, at the end of it, by the time it literally went back, I'm not kidding. This is exactly how the final minute will be. You need to watch the highlights. The final minute of this game was ridiculous. If you were a neutral fan like you are, you would it would have been so fun for you to watch. Another neutral fan. You, you just hate Kentucky now? I hate Kentucky. Okay. Okay. Not really. <laughs> But so anyway, you're just mad. I'm like a score. I'm like a scorned. I'm like a scorned girlfriend right now. You're just mad because you can't be blue blood. So by the by the at the end of this long way to go. (laughs) At the end of this, 15 seconds to go. Mississippi State down three, inbounds the ball, sprints it down the court, gets it to a big man. Big man passes it back to Josh Hubbard. Josh Hubbard catches it probably eight feet behind the three-point line, sprinting toward out of bounds. Catches it, sprinting toward out of bounds, grabs it all in one motion, fades away, drained. Ties the game eight seconds to it, go. It literally looked like he was shooting one of those like shoot-around shots that you're like jokingly counting down and just chucking up a shot yeah. in the gym. And it and was perfect. Drained. Just perfect. They've bottom of the shooting out of their minds, dude. Then, eight seconds to go, Kentucky doesn't call a timeout. They sprint. They get it to DJ Wagner, sprints down the court. DJ Wagner gets cut off, passes it back out to Reed Shepard. They're attacking Reed Shepard on the three-point line. He gets past one guy. He's getting sandwiched by two more and one other guy in the post. Floats it in between all of them. Buckets. Buckets. The ball goes through with .5 seconds to go. Then they throw it the full-court thing. And, of course, who else? Reed Shepard intercepts the pass. Game over, finally. And by the way, during all of this, with about, I don't know, three minutes to go in the game, Mississippi State was winning about like four points at that time. They put on their big board, their big, their big board, and it said, reminder, please refrain from entering the court of play after the game or something, like, something along those lines. Like basically don't storm the court is what they were saying. And then at that point, you could see all the security guards they had. They had security guards everywhere. And then you could see all the fans. This place was crazy, by the way. They had a wide out. It was insanity. The, the, I don't care how many security guards you got. They weren't holding those guys back. They were going to storm that court, bro. They were going to storm it. Well, the only reason I say well is because it was a tight game. Like, they would have went to overtime. You can't storm the court. No, no, no. I'm talking about earlier. 
when there was yeah. like three minutes to go and they really thought they were going to, they were up by four points. They thought they were going to win the game. And because that's when they put that sign up and you could see around the edges of the court, like those people were getting ready. Like they were getting ready. They, this was the plan. They were going to storm the court. It was going to happen. See, and that's and then, like, and then Reed Shepard, any reason to storm the court, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you're getting right. so old. It's too much. It's, it's too getting much. so old. Now, to be fair, this scenario is a little different. Mississippi State has not won at home against Kentucky. Take a guess what year this the last time they won at home against Kentucky was. 73. Okay, Tanner. I mean, let's not get that ridiculous. 2004. You're not far. You're not far 2006. Off. You're getting closer. 2008. 2008. That was the... And they play every year. Kentucky plays at Mississippi State every single year. And Mississippi State hasn't won that game since 2008. So that that's one, a little different. That's a little different. Okay, that's similar to the Tennessee thing beating Alabama. Okay, in football, it's it's a it's a. I would have understood it. Okay, I would have. They're not see, but my argument with that is, unless I'm wrong, because obviously I don't know Kentucky's rivals. That's not as big as a rival as no, Tennessee. It's not a rivalry, but it's they're they're by far the underdogs in that. Yeah, I mean it's not a rivalry. Because they're just better than Kentucky. They're it's not, and also they're not top. They're both not top three teams as well, right? But still, but yeah, like Kentucky is the blue blood. They're yeah. the big dogs. Yeah, and Mississippi State, nobody ever pays attention to them. Like nobody ever cares. Like I would have understood. I would have. It it would have made sense. I would not have really cared too much about it. Ben would have loved it. Somebody tear their ACL. <laughs> But stayed on the court. Yep. But thankfully, because of Reed Shepard, we don't got to worry about it. We don't got to worry about it at all. Also, I did not realize I was just looking at the stat leaders for that game. Reed Shepard led. Uh, obviously, I do points. He had the most rebounds on the team too. When you five, five was the leading rebounder. It was put Bradshaw in, bro. You was, got twelve. You want to know why the team didn't get very many rebounds? It's because Mississippi State didn't miss shots. How do you get rebounds when they don't miss shots? Why is why is your point guard or shooting guard, whatever you want to classify him as, getting the most rebounds on the team? Well, because he played the most minutes by far. Yeah, but also because they they didn't miss shots. Ben, I'm telling you, like Mississippi State just didn't miss. Like you can't get rebounds if they don't miss shots. It is crazy. I mean, I mean, what what a wild wild basketball game man oh my goodness if if anybody gets an opportunity to see like a rerun of that game t tune into it oh my goodness that was ridiculous absolute insanity i don't think there was any other really crazy things that happened yesterday or monday oh, think, were there upsets on monday no no upsets on monday i i do really quickly want to oh, bring this up big upset yesterday but go ahead you can go ahead with your update because you're going to get mad with what I bring up next anyways. BYU. BYU went into Kansas, went into Allen Fieldhouse and won 76 to 68. They were losing by like 11 points at halftime and they won by eight at the end of the day. That is a big BYU is one of those teams. They just shoot the lights out too sometimes. Sometimes they just don't miss. That's just the way they are. By the way, first year. This is BYU's first year in the Big 12. They used to be in Gonzaga Conference. Now they moved into the Big 12 this year. Beat Kansas at Kansas for the <laughs> Kansas have like a 28 game home home winning streak. They like they had won 28 straight at home, and then BYU all of all teams is the one that ends it for them. Way to go, BYU! Yeah. All right, what were you saying, Ben? I saw a post the other day that said who would win in a one v one: Kalen Clark, oh god, or Ben Simmons. Oh, I'm, we're not even justifying this with a. Yeah. I'm gonna have you give it to Caitlin, bro. Bro, stop. <laughs> We're, it, it wasn't even like it, the problem was is there was legitimately people fighting for Caitlin Clark and saying that if you pick Ben Simmons, you don't know basketball, and they weren't joking. Oh my! And god. it's like, oh my god! I saw I saw one smart comment. I read through like fifty comments, and I saw one smart comment that said, "Dude, Caitlin Clark couldn't score on the worst bench player in the NBA. She still wouldn't be able to. I mean, score. she could take like." Like a quarter court shot, like close to half court shot. She could take yeah. those and make a couple of them, maybe. Yeah. But she's not going to consistently. Here's the thing. The thing is, Ben Simmons is six ten. 
Yeah. Caitlin Clark's like 5'10". All Ben Simmons needs to do is just yeah. Like, yeah. Ben Simmons is going to get a dunk every single yeah. possession. The He's only way that Caitlin Clark would stand and, a chance, and I still don't even know if she would stand a chance, to be honest, no, she doesn't. is if they done no driving, just jump shots. But still, Caitlin Clark's getting yeah. her shot blocked every single time. But, yeah, Ben Simmons is 6'10", and for as bad as Ben Simmons is on offense and everyone wants to make fun of his jump shooting and whatever, he was still all NBA defensive team. Even whenever he was getting laughed off the court for being awful on offense, he was still one of the best defenders in the NBA. It's like, mm. come on, are we? Why yeah. even post? I'm that? upset that you even brought it up. See, I told you. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> By the way, Alabama's losing to Ole Miss right now, Tanner. I mean, the game did just start, but still, plenty you know. It's embarrassing. Mm. Ole Miss isn't terrible, to be honest. What else was it? What was I? I felt like I was about to say something, but I don't remember now. Tennessee and Auburn are in a barn burner right now, but that's not over with, so can't really talk about it. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and preview Saturday. Who wants to go first? Tanner, you go first. What game do you want to nominate for our picks here? Uh, actually, before you do, let me pull up my notes real quick, just so I can have them ready to go to list this real quick. Okay, I'm ready. What game are you nominating for our pick? Yeah, so and you, you have our record still saved, correct, Ben? Okay. So, obviously, I'm taking Alabama-Tennessee. Okay. It's at Alabama. What are their, what is the rankings here? Four and 14. Okay. Tennessee's four. Is it, and it's at Tennessee? Alabama's 14. It's, it's at Alabama. Okay, yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee literally pretty much stomped us last time we played. So, I actually see this kind of being a revenge game for Alabama. I can see Alabama beating them and us splitting, splitting the series. You said so. so four, number four, Tennessee at number 14, Alabama. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I, I legitimately think Alabama wins this game. Tanner thinks Alabama wins. Ben? Going with Alabama. Wow. Ben says Alabama. Brandon's taking Tennessee. Uh, yeah, dude, I got to take Tennessee. I just, I, I, I think both of these teams are good. And Alabama's the kind of team that they can get blown out any game and they can blow anybody out any game. Like it could go either way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tennessee. I just think Tennessee is actually a really, really good basketball team this year. I I, I think they're actually really I think good. Dalton Connect is the only guy that's good at basketball on their entire team. Ziegler is pretty freaking good too. I like Ziegler a lot. Well, Connect's the only one that can score the ball, apparently. Yeah. So Anyway, all right, Ben, what's your nomination? My nomination is, I had it just a second ago, and I scrolled down to look at his game. Shoot, pretty kill. Number five, Marquette at like number it. 12, Creighton. I like it. Five, Marquette at number 12, you said? Yep. Okay. At 12, Creighton. And who are you picking? I'm going with Creighton. I'm going with the, all the upsets this weekend. Okay. Ben says Creighton. Tanner, what says you? That's tough. This, was, good, this is a good game, dude. That's tough because I was actually wanting to take Creighton as well. You should take. Yeah, you can. But we can all pick the same ones on this because we're nominating these. So, I, I think I'm actually going to take Marquette here. Okay, I'm going to take Marquette. It's, I mean, they're away, but I mean, I still, man, like the fact that Creighton is such. The fact that Creighton is like, or Marquette is kind of a big underdog in this game, like from the matchup predictor and everything, really makes me even more confident Marquette's going to... Where do you see the matchup predictor? Yeah, where are you finding I'm on ESPN now. The matchup predictor? What is it? What percentage is it given Marquette? 30%. Good God. Yeah. So it like, seeing stuff like that, like I just... Tanner's over here cheating. We talking? How much he on our picks? He's looking at matchup prediction. I'm on ESPN too. It's not showing me that. Yeah, I'm gonna take Marquette. Okay, actually, I'm taking Marquette as well. All right, so I'm the only one picking the favorite. Sweet. <laughs> My, I'm gonna go number seven Kansas at number what number 15. Is it? number fifteen Baylor. It's a good one. I've been picking Baylor. Every single game they've been playing recently, and they've been losing every single one of them. But I'm going to pick them again. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. I believe in Baylor, and I don't believe in Kansas. So I'm going to stick with Baylor here. Baylor is my pick. Ben. 
I I don't know. I did I did initially want to pick Baylor, but the more I'm thinking about it, Kansas has sounded pretty good. Okay. So I'm gonna go with Kansas. I think Kansas gets a bounce back word. Okay. Tanner? Yes, I'm I'm actually taking Kansas too. If Kansas would not have lost to BYU, I honestly would probably pick Baylor, but Fair. there's no way they lose this game, bro. This is okay. this is almost a revenge. It is at bat. I, I think they come to play, bro. Okay. I re- I legit think they come okay. to play. All right. All right. What's your next nomination, Tanner? So my next one is going to be 18 South Carolina against 24 Florida. South Carolina. Oh, your pick. South Carolina's hot right now, bro. <laughs> so definitely picking South Carolina to win this game. And they're actually underdogs in this game, too. South Carolina's underdogs at home against Florida? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The official line's not out yet, but they're going to be underdogs. Yeah. What? That makes no sense. So once again, man, it's just South Carolina disrespect, bro. I'm yeah, they're ranked. Like they're, they're ranked higher and they're at home. Why would they be under? They have a better record as well. I mean, I just, I don't, I genuinely don't understand the South Carolina. Florida's I, metrics are way better. I get it, but like metro, I get it, but At with college the, basketball this season, like yeah, metric, crazy. Yeah. like even, even with Kansas and Baylor, Baylor had better metrics than Kansas, but like it, it's just, yeah. At the end of the day, it comes down to winning the basketball game. Yeah. All right, I, ben. I'm taking South Carolina. You, you taking Ben? I'm taking South Carolina too. Tanner's made me believe the hype, so we're, we're going with, or the lack of hype, I guess. I'm going with Florida. I still don't believe in South Carolina. I'm not, I'm, win before Brandon. It's the Auburn by like 40 last week. Oh, bro. I'm obliterated. Still, bro. I'm going, I'm going, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't, I'm not buying it. All right, Ben, what you and got? They did not lose by, by 40. I think they did lose by 40. I'm like, I really think they lost by 40 last week. They really, yeah. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with number 13, Illinois versus Wisconsin. It's at Wisconsin, too. Okay, so 13, Illinois at Wisconsin. Who are you, who are you picking? I'm going to go with Illinois. Okay. I knew you were going to do that because we watched them play the other day, and they were they played really good in that game. And Ben's going with Illinois. Tanner, who you got? I'm going with Illinois and just kind of out myself, to be honest. I just don't know about enough about Wisconsin to beat them over Illinois. Like I just I just don't know enough about Wisconsin. Yeah. So I'm also going Illinois. That's our first one. We all three picked the same thing. Dead gummit. Um, Good games. Whatever. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna save that one for the end. Actually, let's see here. I'm gonna go with one a little off the wall here. I'm gonna go with Oregon at number six Arizona. At number six Arizona, and I'm gonna say Oregon goes into Arizona and gets that dub. I think mm-hmm. they do it. I think they take it from them. Arizona has lost a couple of just random ones this year at home. And I think this is going to be another one. I think Oregon does it, man. I'm a big believer in Oregon. Ben. Arizona's winning this game. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to, I picked this intentionally just so I can get a one up on you guys because I knew you were both going to go the other way. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm actually going to take Oregon. Dad, come on. No, I'm <laughs> I was about to say, I'm, I'm saying, no, I'm taking Arizona. It, it, I mean, it, it, maybe if it was at Oregon, I would, I would take Oregon, but they're not going into Arizona. Okay. Arizona. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because then there would be no court storm. And then everybody would be. Oh, Arizona's not storming the court in this game. If they do. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, there's no court storm. Arizona should be banned from college basketball <laughs> if they storm the court in this game. They should not be allowed to play basketball anymore. Oh, my God. All right, Tanner, what's your third nomination? I'm taking Gonzaga-St. Mary's, and I'm actually taking St. Mary's to win this game. That's what I was I was going to go with that one, man. Yeah. Okay. Gonzaga-St. Mary's, 23. Gonzaga, oh, what number is St. Mary's? Seven. St. Mary's is 17. Gonzaga's 23. Uh, so I, I actually think, I don't want to say St. Mary's wins this game handily, but I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think they take care of business. Okay, Ben? I'm thinking St. Mary's. Okay. I agree. I think if I I do think they're going to win handedly. I think I think they're going to win easily. I do not. Gonzaga does not deserve to be ranked at all. The only decent win they've got on their schedule, unfortunately, was at Kentucky. Kentucky played really poorly in that game. Gonzaga does. I don't know why they're ranked. They don't deserve to be ranked at all. But anyway, Ben, what's your next one? Had it and then I lost it. Okay, I found it again. Iowa State number eight versus 
shoot, I lost it again. My UCF. Yeah. Or UFC. UC, yeah, UFC. <laughs> versus the UFC. Versus UCF. Okay. So this was the game that I was looking at earlier that made me say UCF. And I am taking UCF to get the upset at home here against Iowa State. Okay. Ben says UCF. Tanner, what do you got? Nah, I'm going Iowa State. And once again, it's just one of those things, to be honest, like, I just don't know a whole lot about, I don't know a whole lot about UCF to be able to pick them over Iowa State. I'm also going Iowa State. There will 1,000% be a court storm in this game, though, if you see if UCF wins. No. I, yes. Dude, they shouldn't. I, I hope not. There would want, If UCF wins this game, they're storming. Dude, I, I, I would agree with you, but UCF seems to be like a super classy program. Like, yeah. Especially to be in well, Florida, awesome. Well, I mean, I think Alabama fans have a little bit to say about UCF fans. Oh, but Well, but... I mean, he wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Not you, the end is gone. They also lost four of their last five, too. So, really? UCF, their last UCF is national champions, okay? They just thought. I'm also going with Iowa State. Just I think Iowa State is literally, I really do think they're like the third or fourth best team in the country. Like, I really, really do feel that way. I, I, I like Iowa State a lot. I got to figure out what my last nomination is going to be here. Because I didn't think anybody was going to take St. Mary's and Gonzaga, but Tanner did. You know what? Let's go Mississippi State at Auburn. Dang it, bro. What do you mean, dang it? We're not doing any more. You don't have any more picks. Oh, oh, I thought I had one more. No, oh, okay. we do three. I thought I had one more. No, you're good. At number 11, Auburn, what is going on? My, there we go. Mississippi State at number 11, Auburn. You know I do, I would want to say that I want to pick Mississippi State just because I saw how well they played against Kentucky. But I, I think they're going to have a major letdown here. There's just no possible way you can play that good again. I don't think you can play that good in back to back games. So I, I have to go Auburn just because I want to pick Mississippi State, but I think that they're going to miss a lot of shots in this game just because a lot of their luck they used up in this Kentucky game. I don't think that they can do that again, especially at Auburn. I'm going with Auburn as well. Tanner? Yeah, so you kind of set me up to fail on this one because you knew I can't pick Auburn. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think about I it. Have to take, I have to take Mississippi State because <laughs> I'm not picking Auburn. No, but in all seriousness, I am picking Mississippi State, though. Why do you think it's possible? I, I just... Shout out to Now, I do I think Auburn is a little overrated. Uh, well, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't think... I don't think Auburn is, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think Auburn is as good as everybody says they are. And honestly, it can be the fact I'm an Alabama fan also, and I just refuse to pick Auburn. Okay. So that's probably a good portion of it, if I'm being truly honest with myself. But yeah. every every week, I'm just going to have to put Auburn as one of, the, one of my picks in this, just so just so Tanner loses one. I was really hoping you weren't going to say that. As long as they... As long as they stay in the top 25, you just mention them every week, even if they're playing like some absolute, which I mean, they can be seeing ETSU and Brandon no, can be like, Auburn, ETSU. It's yeah. conference play now. They're not going to be not playing, though, but still. Well, maybe in the SEC tournament if they play against like Vanderbilt or something. Or if they if Tanner would pick Vanderbilt anyway. So I mean, we've already learned that. I believe in Give me Vanderbilt. bro. I believe in them. All right. Is any sport they're good at other than baseball? Baseball's pretty much it. They don't even have a softball team. They're the only SEC team that doesn't have a softball team. Yeah. 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 I think, I think baseball's it, man. I don't think they got anything else. I think that's pretty much it. Oh. By the way, uh, like I said, conference tournaments start next week. So something I was thinking about possibly doing with you guys is that like for every single conference tournament, we won't do this today. Monday or Wednesday next week. We'll see what time, what actual days the conference tournaments start. But we're, I think that we should each pick one team from every con- conference tournament that we pick as as our winner from that conference, from their tournament, and see how many we get right at the end of all the conference tournaments. So we're picking conference winners? No, conference tournament winners. Not the regular season one. The, the tournament winners. So we each get to pick one. So we'll have three teams in every single conference, and we'll see how many of us get it right at the end of the season. Sound cool to you guys? At the end of the conference tournament season. So we're just picking one team from one conference? Yeah. If we're picking one conference and then we're picking a team in that conference. Yeah. So like let's just let's just use Gonzaga's conference, for example. 
Okay. No, we're, we're going to do every conference, but let's just use Gonzaga's conference as like an example. They're one of the first conference tournaments. So like, obviously one of us are going to want to pick, pick St. Mary's. If St. Mary's is gone, somebody else is going to want to take Gonzaga. If, gone, if they're, those two are gone, the third pick is probably going to be somebody like San Francisco or something like that. But then it doesn't matter because they're going to go on. I mean, San Francisco's, I think they've got a better conference record in that, in that, in that conference this year than Gonzaga does. But anyway, but yeah, there's, so we'll, we'll all three get like actual legitimate contenders from pretty much every single conference, basically. But we'll, and we'll see how many each of us get right at the end of the conference tournament season. SEC will be crazy because there's a legit chance none of us get a point. Yeah. SEC can be anybody other than Vanderbilt. Other than Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not winning. Tanner's picking Vanderbilt. 100%. <laughs> He's going to pick South Carolina. Who are we kidding, bro? He's going to take South Carolina. Oh, what, we, what, you can take Alabama or South Carolina. Which one you got more belief in right now? What if, what if Auburn's there for you? Nah. Just on the table. And it sucks, too, because I like Bruce Pearl, man. So, like, it really, really hurt. When, it broke my heart when he went to Auburn. It really <laughs> did. Because I, I, I really do like Bruce Pearl. I really do. So, that, that kind of broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. You liked Bruce Pearl when he was at Tennessee? Yeah, I didn't dislike him. I didn't dislike him. Quit swinging your keys, bro. I don't know what that sounds like in here. Oh, he just sounds like swinging keys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, did you expect a moan? Like, when it hits? Like, do you, what do you expect, bro? It sounds like, John Cena! Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But like, it, seriously, if you were on the spot right now, who you got more faith in, South Carolina or Alabama? That's not a tough question. That's tough because I don't see Alabama going back to back, and that's what back to back at what the conference tournament. Yeah, I don't see. I, I don't. See I'm talking about just in general so, the rest of the season. What do you have more faith in? Come on, it's tough, man. Did, no, this is actually. Hard. I, I get that it's tough. It but really give me is. Some. Uh, I'll I'll say Alabama. I, okay. I'll probably say Alabama. Okay, fair enough. But I actually do believe in South Carolina, man. I really do. Mm-hmm. They're good, but like. I just, I can't, I can't pick against Alabama, bro. I can't. I just, but being realistic, though, I can't see Alabama going back to back. I just can't do it, being realistic. I view, and the main reason for that is not necessarily just because it's a back-to-back thing, but because this particular Alabama team can catch fire and be really hot for a game or two, but I don't think they can string it together for three or four games in a row. I don't think that that can happen for them. I don't think they're that kind of team, to be honest. And what Kentucky hasn't really shown the ability to do that yet either. Like this is this Mississippi State. This was the first time that we've seen them like have three or four good games in a row. So maybe Kentucky can do that. They've not shown it all year, but maybe they're starting to do that now. I don't know. All right. I know Mississippi State also hit every shot. But there were some times in that game that Kentucky's defense looked awful. I disagree. The beginning, the very beginning of the game, maybe you're right. But I think after about five minutes into the game, I think Kentucky's defense was fantastic the whole time. I think they stepped up after halftime. But there were a lot of times in the first quarter. Even in the end of the first, the last five minutes of the first half, Mississippi State was just taking crazy shots. And they were, they had a a couple of those, those possessions that you're talking about, Ben. They had Kentucky two possessions in a row left a twenty percent three point shooter wide open. We're just like, hey, he's twenty percent. No, we're not I, gonna, I'm not even talking. We're about not going to guard him, and he drained both. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the easy free layups and dunks that they kept. Yeah, them. that happened at the very beginning of the game, but that didn't happen like at all after like the first five minutes. Yeah, at all. But anyway, anyway, yeah, I. I think it'll be fun. The, the SEC in general is just chaos. It's been chaos all year, and it will continue to be chaos. Really, every conference is chaos right now. But And conference tournament season, Tanner, have you, in past years, have you gotten to really pay attention to the conference tournament week much at all? Like, just yeah, general, like, even like the, some of these smaller conferences, have you gotten to see these? Smaller conferences, not as much, because okay. obviously I'm a big SEC guy. But the SEC tournament, I really zone in on it, and I really pay attention. Try to pay um, attention to some of these smaller ones this year, man. The conference tournaments are nuts. They are so fun, especially in the smaller tournaments. Especially because, the smaller like, ones, yeah. They they know they're fighting for a chance to go to the big dance. Like they're trying to. They know that a win means they get to go to the big dance. Like that's mm-hmm. what they're fighting for. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, ETSU's conference tournament. That's a fun conference tournament, dude. It's not as quite as good as it. Used to be like five or six years ago. What what happened that 2020 year when ETSU was actually really good? What happened? They made that the tournament, year? but they shouldn't go. 
What happened, Brandon? Did they? I don't remember. Did they have the tournament? They did not have a tournament. Remember, because like that ETS. By the way, that ETSU team was legit. (laughs) They were going to. They were going to make a run, dude. They they were going to beat some team. They were going to be the Florida Atlantic. They like I'm like I'm not even kidding. Like I don't even think like oh they had a good chance. No, they were going to beat teams. They were probably been like a 13 seed, right? Yeah, you know they were. On the they were gonna. I think they were gonna get like a 12, maybe a 13. Actually, they they were gonna deserve at least a 12, but they were gonna get a 13 because of the dumb way with their their playing games with their 11 seeds that they've got now is ridiculous. But that team. Was really, really, really good. That 2020 ETSU team was, they were absolutely loaded. That was Steve Forbes last year at ETSU. He got the Wake Forest job immediately after that. But that, that team was ridiculous. They were so, so good. Athletes all over the place, just dunking everywhere, three point shooting everywhere. It was insane. But anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up there unless you guys have got something else you want to say. I'm actually, hang on. Okay. What's so, looking at the ETSU stuff? Yeah. ETSU was 12. So they wouldn't. They were, so if it, the tournament wouldn't happen because it didn't happen, right? It did not happen. Okay. I couldn't remember. So they would have faced, if ET, ETSU faced Illinois at first, then they would have faced the winner of Auburn and Charleston. They, they were going to get it, bro. I, I, they were going to make the Sweet 16. I swear they and were. Then, so here, so here would have been their path. So ETSU had Illinois first. Illinois they would have faced either Auburn, so Il- Auburn or Charleston. Yeah. If ETSU beats Illinois, they face probably there's a very good chance of Auburn. Yeah. After that, they would either face Baylor, prop being realistic, Baylor, Cincinnati, or VCU. They probably. So I actually get if they would have faced Baylor, probably I mean, lost. Probably they probably would have lost to Baylor. So in that case. But Baylor could have been upset by somebody else earlier than that. I don't know. They could have been. So but, but like, anyway, but yeah. If they get past, so if they don't have to face Baylor, they could definitely be either Cincinnati or BC. Yeah, or I agree with BC. that. BC. Uh, Cincinnati I, I, was actually really good that year too. Weren't yes, they? but dude, I'm I'm sad that we didn't get to see that possibility. I'm glad. I, I'm sad that they had that opportunity taken from them. That's unfortunate. They're really really good. Yeah. All right, who's going to close us out today? I got it. Okay, Ben, what you got? All right. Speak up. What do sprinters eat before a race? What? Nothing. They fast.